Hello, welcome to the Friday, September 2nd, 2016 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Apparently, malware authors are now using MaxMind's geolocation service in order to figure out if they may have gotten into a researcher's sandbox or in a geographic area they would like not to do business with. You have seen this in the past, for example, with Russian malware that tries to avoid Russian targets in order to avoid running afoul of any Russian laws. But uh, also with MaxMite, you don't just get geolocation, you also get more details about the ISP. So for example, if it's running on a cloud system, you probably know that it's not an end user that is running your malware. Really mixed what I see here in my own investigation, a lot of malware doesn't seem to care. But then again, if you have something a little bit more special and targeted, they usually do take precautions not to run in sandboxes or researchers machines. Content security policy is one of those security features I'm really struggling with trying to figure out how to best deploy it and get the best value out of it. Google now did publish an interesting paper looking at content security policy, how it's used in the wild, and it gives some decent really hints in how to deploy content security policy correctly. One of the problems I always run into with content security policy is in an existing large website like the Internet Storms on our website, it's really hard to sort of in hindsight limit what kind of JavaScript, what kind of style sheets and such you're using in your application, particular with inline JavaScript and inline styles, probably inline styles being more of a problem for me here personally than JavaScript. Google found in its own enumeration of content security policies that over 94% of policies are bypassable in part because they do things like specify an unsafe inline source and then don't specify a nonce. They also give you some hints in what to look for. For example, wildcard source is another problem that users frequently use. Take a look at the paper if you are planning on implementing content security policy to see how to do it correctly and how to get really the best value out of this technology. Encryptware, a tool that's supposed to enhance the functionality of a BitLocker actually does lead to a less secure system. Apparently with Cryptware installed, you can have pre-boot authentication. You can also use smart cards and such to authenticate something that BitLocker doesn't really support out of the box, but because of a bad implementation here, it's also possible to get a root shell on the system without actually having to enter your BitLocker or Cryptware password. In order to exploit these vulnerabilities, you do need to have physical access to the system. But then again, tools like Cryptware and BitLocker are supposed to protect the system just in this case where an attacker does have physical access. Of course, something really difficult to do. And Google released a new version of Google Chrome. We are now up to version 53. This version, again, fixes a number of critical security vulnerabilities. 
one area where there are a lot of vulnerabilities being patched this time around is the Google Chrome PDF parser. One trend we have sort of seen over the last couple of years is as browsers integrate more and more of these parsers in the browser itself, doesn't make things necessarily more secure, just moves a lot of vulnerabilities that we used to have in standalone application like famous Adobe Reader. These vulnerabilities are now in the browser and of course have to be patched there as well. The bad part for the user here is that you lose some of the control that you used to have with the standalone application. Well, thanks for listening. And since this is a long weekend here in the US with Labor Day on Monday, the next podcast will be on Tuesday. So thanks and talk to you again on Tuesday. Bye.